I'm literally by myself. Who knows if there's a person in a 5, 10, 20 miles radius? And maybe realize, okay, who could I share this? Who will understand this without the words? Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories of freedom and adventure from travelers around the world. Here is your host, Hayden Lee. Solitude. Some long for it, long to contemplate life, their reactions to what happens around them, and a chance for balance and peace within their own mind and within their own life. For others, it's a hell to endure. Always longing for companionship and the chance to grow along with others, the chance to see who they are through the eyes of others. How far from friends, people, or civilization must you be to truly feel this solitude in your own room, your own house, another country, separated by language and culture, or just out in the desert, out in the woods, out in Alaska. Perhaps it's the cerebral nature of our guest today that places him alone and in solitude without a person around for many, many miles. How did he feel about this and how would you feel about this if you were put in this position, if you put yourself in this position? Richard Bruski is a writer for Sonderer's Magazine. If you remember back to season two, episode five, you'll remember Jeremy Slaby was himself as well, a writer for Sonderer's Magazine. It is an awesome magazine. I hope you do go and check it out. And he's one of these guys, like I say, he's very cerebral in nature. I think that's why we deep dive a lot in this interview into a lot of, a lot of different subjects. You know how we'll talk about something and then another thing will come up and we'll deep dive into that and then we'll dive deeper into that. And then we find ourselves in this rabbit hole that we're both thoroughly enjoying. That's why I love this interview with Richard Bruski. And I hope you do too. Now, as always, thank you so much for everyone watching the live streams of the Hayden's Travel Journal. And of course, sending in your questions. We've had some great ones so far and I would appreciate some more of those. I love answering all of your questions. And there is the end of season Q&A where you can receive a Grail Ultralight Purifier Water Bottle. So get them sent in. You can send them to Hayden at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. That's H-A-Y-D-E-N. Or head to TravelStoriesPodcast.com forward slash ask. Also, let me know what you think of this new intro style. I was watching a lot of... Uh, see, now I've gone completely back to my old style. But I was watching a lot of um, The Twilight Zone. And you know at the start where it goes, think about this. And then goes on to tell you about it. So I was kind of... I was channeling that vibe, and I hope, you, uh, I hope you like that. Let me know. Let me know what you think about that, and I can add some more in. Anyway, let's get down to it. This episode is with Richard Bruce, Bruschi. That is an Italian name, which I find incredibly hard to say, but it is an incredibly cool name as well, Bruschi, eh? Anyway, you are listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Richard Bruschi. Richard, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? All good here in Nottingham. Awesome, awesome. And how do you say your last name, man? Bruski. That is the coolest thing that I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of people who made a joke about the brew and Bruski. Of course, of course. I have a couple of Bruskis, everything like that. I wasn't going to go there. Don't worry, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Nottingham at the moment? 
I am in Nottingham, that's correct. And it has been a sunny day and uh, all is good. Man, weather's been amazing here in England. Really, really has. Really has, dude. So why are you in Nottingham? We were talking before the call, actually. Uh, me and Richard were talking, and I used to live in Nottingham for two or three years, something like that, just before I moved off to Australia. And we were talking about that, and I'll tell you what, Richard lives in the posh part of Nottingham. It is the <laughs> <laughs> it's the nicest part, man. We're, in Nottingham, we were always like, man, I wish I could live in the park, you know. <laughs> so why Nottingham, well, man? So it's a, it's, a, it's a interesting story for me because my brother used to live in Nottingham from, uh, for almost five years until um, about three years ago where he moved to, when he moved to uh, Jerusalem. Oh, wow. So he was here almost five years. That's quite the move, man. That's quite the move, and he loves it there. Oh, he yeah. loves it. So we grew up in Italy. He came here to Nottingham for university. He's in research. Hmm. Uh, stayed here almost five years and then moved to Jerusalem. Before he moved to Jerusalem, I moved to Portland, Oregon. Hmm. Fantastic place. Hmm. And lived there three years and a half. I've heard really good things about Portland, man. Oh, if you want to visit a place in the States, that's the place to visit. Oh, really? Why so? Oh, absolutely. So, it has the, uh, the big city inputs, um, meaning it's bigger. You don't go to the same places over and over. Hmm. Uh, Food-wise... It competes with bigger cities such as uh, San Francisco, New York, and Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, top 10 cities for livability, uh, lower crimes, green, sustainable, fun, liberal. Um, uh, but it's not a big city as Seattle. I don't get, no offense to Seattleers or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, I have friends in Seattle, lovely city, but it, there's just not that much to do unless you go out the city right away, no offense. Portland has just too many things to do inside the city and outside the city. So either way, you're fine. You can bike everywhere. There's beaches in town or there's restaurants. Uh, as I said, you know, Portland competes with cities such as San Francisco and New York and variety and number of restaurants. Mm. Um, People are friendly, easygoing, just cool, cool city. Wow, man, you're making it sound like paradise. That's amazing. <laughs> it really and I always wonder, everybody knows Seattle and then San Francisco. Some people here, especially in Europe, don't even know Portland. Mm. And maybe it's a good thing, but maybe it's a bad thing because it's definitely worth visiting. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. So you and your brother moved to two different places. Uh, he moved exactly. to Jerusalem. You moved to Portland. So did you have similar reasons for each moving to each of those places or were they completely different reasons? Uh, similar meaning uh, Italy, I love it, and it's a beautiful country. Uh, sometimes for young people, there's not too many opportunities. Mm. So my brother got accepted in his uh, PhD here in Nottingham. And I, 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 was, I was going to get laid off at work. So instead of just waiting for the clock to tick, you know, to, for the countdown, mm. I just said, okay, you know what? If, if this is going to happen, I'm going to go out on my choice. And at the time, my girlfriend, uh, uh, surprise, surprise, <laughs> my girlfriend was from Portland, Oregon. Uh, so I said, uh, I was born in the States, so I don't have problem for visas. Nice. So I just decided to say, why not? I'm young. I am just finished my master's. I actually worked two years. I got licensed and I say, well, this is the time. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Wow. Because... And if it didn't work out with that girlfriend, which is fine, and she's doing great and we're in good relationship, I found what is now my wife. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> was that in Nottingham or Portland? That's in Portland. Oh, right. Nice. So I met her uh, uh, less than a year after then I, uh, that I moved to Portland. Mm. And uh, so December 2012, uh, 13th to be precise. Um, and uh, and uh, we've been together uh, ever since December 2012. And we got married about a month ago. Wow, no way. Congratulations, man. Yeah, and we're expecting a baby boy. So. No way. It's all going <laughs> off, man. Better. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, yes. Well, there you go, man. How things come together. How things right? come together. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love what you said about you were waiting for the, or you weren't waiting, rather, for the clock to tick down because you knew you knew you were going to get fired. And so you thought, well, I'm off. <laughs> I I'm really off. like yes. that, man. I really, and, uh, uh, and sometimes you need to be spurred. You know, I had the in mind of moving uh, to the hmm. States before that. But, you know, before then, I never really moved by myself outside Italy. Mm. So, you know, you still have, you know, or, or a lot of people, I, I was one of them, have reservations like, ah, but here, but there. And then there was a wake-up call. I said, Why, what am I missing? You know, I, I'm 24. I should, I should have jumped on this. Mm. So no regrets for how it went. I, I'm fine of having stayed there a little in Italy a little longer. But um, I realized, I say, I'm 24, I'm young, I need to change job in any case, I'm licensed, you know, uh, I should just go. I love the States. It's a Pacific Northwest is the Northwest of the uh, American, you know, United States mm. and Canada too is actually includes uh, British, part of British Columbia, uh, you know, roughly speaking, it's a general denomination for an area that doesn't have set boundaries. Mm. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. So again, couldn't have been better. Just lovely city and lovely place. But it's a wake up call, you know. Sometimes you you know you don't realize it, and sometimes it can be just a uh, you know having a job situation. And some mm. things it's some something else. And yeah, man. It sounds to me like you kind of. I think people sometimes run out of excuses because there's always excuses not to go travel. It's always, well, I've got this job and if I come back, then I won't be able to find a job and then I've got this to sort out and maybe next year I've got to figure out the money. But as soon as you run out of excuses, sometimes you have to go beyond the excuses. You have to say, well, that is all true, but I'm going to do it anyway. And sometimes I think you run out of excuses. You go, well, now I've got the money to travel because it doesn't cost that much. And now I know I can get a job when I come back. And even if I don't, it doesn't really matter that much. I'll figure it out. And then all this stuff is figured out. And you just run out of excuses. And then you have to go, now I have to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a really, Absolutely. really weird feeling, man, when there's nothing and else And you say you something uh, really important. You know, uh, I can find a job or not. It's then not that people are afraid. Hmm. So... That move showed me that, and I knew, but it confirmed me as an adult uh, or a young adult, so to speak, um, that the world has, is so flexible and has so many opportunities. You know, uh, I found a job in Portland. I find a second one. I moved back. I found the first one in Nottingham. I found another There's all opportunities out there, you know, in, 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 you know, in uh, quoting um, uh, the... The Chocolate Factory. Uh, well, I'm quoting the movie, then probably it's in the book too. The grandfather of the kid tells him, "There's a outside in the world. There's all money just waiting to be to be made and, and, and caught. But experiences 
once you miss them, you're not sure you can have them again. Oh man, that's brilliant. So, um, uh, you know, and I mentioned the movies, you know, it's any movie, I, li I like Disney, so I, I don't care. <laughs> but even, so to speak, a children's movie, they have as much to teach as anything else. So traveling, you know, movies, people, or, you know, just walking in the park in Nottingham or going to Brazil, uh, everything is learning. So, yes. and, and that, that's true, you know, there's always a job out there. More so or less right. appropriate, more or less fun, but you're going to find it. That's so right, man. I think there's also a mindset that I think is is really beneficial to have when it comes to jobs and money and everything like that. And, and the unknown, you know, I've always had this thing of uh, it's going to figure itself out, you know, like it, whatever happens, it'll be fine, you know. And some people say, no matter what happens today, I will be in my bed tonight. You know, that, that, that helps people on with the day. And for me, it always has worked itself out. You can never imagine a situation. What's the worst that can happen? I know it's a Dr. Pepper advert, advert but what is the worst that can happen, man? There was a time. So I'm, I always go into stories. You know this. Everyone knows this, right? But there was a time when we were going, we were in the middle of nowhere in uh, northern Queensland, it was. And we were in this car. We had, we had credit cards, but no money on them. We had debit cards, no money on them, no cash. We right. had phones, but we couldn't call out on them because they had no money on them <laughs> and we had i thought I, I mean i was pretty confident i had enough fuel to get to the nearest town right i was pretty confident and then the uh okay. the, car, the car just died. i like where this is going <laughs> yeah and um yeah the car just completely died smoke coming out of the bonnet and like it was just dead and we were in the middle of nowhere and it, it, in that situation i thought to myself I don't know what happens now. I, 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 can, I can see no way out of this. I, I don't know what happens now. And yeah, it was, it was weird because with my mindset, I was mm -hmm. still kind of, I was okay with that because I knew whatever did happen, it was going to be fine in the end. In a year from that, that date, I would be fine. In a, in a month from that date, I would be fine. Even the next day, I would still be fine. And I think that is a, a, a good mindset to have when it comes to, like you say, jobs, especially. Oh, if I come back, I'm not going to find a job. Like you say, money and jobs and stuff, it's all out there for you to get. But experiences, you have to go out and grab them, you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's very important what you say because if you know you're going to be fine, that also, what, what does it say? Um, your priorities. It means your priority is not... Oh, I need. I have a career. I need to build up. Oh, I I need one more zero on my bank account. What are the priorities? Now, nothing wrong with a career. You know, I'm an architect during the day, so I have an office job, and I'm happy with my job. I'm happy with my coworkers, and the principal is is fine. So, nothing wrong with with you know nine to five and day jobs. But it's why you have the job, or why do you want more money? So, I have great experiences. Just, you know, the park, um, uh, uh, the, for, for those who don't, it's a super green area of town, birds chirping all year long, uh, great views. And I, where, from where I am in the park, I have the canal literally three minutes away. So I can walk or run, depending what I'm doing, uh, to the canal. And then I'm inside the city, but outside the city. I only see green. I see swan. I'm like every day. I'm 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 following the tale of this family of swan. They have two chicks. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. So what is the priority? You know, mm, yes, is it the man. money 
or enjoying the day. I'm in the sun, on the canal, in the green, looking at a family growing. That's that's all good for me. You, <laughs> you have no leverage. You meaning, of course, third person, mm. hypothetical person. You have no leverage on me because, oh, I'm going to do this. Fine. I'm just as happy looking at this one as you could be doing whatever you, you, know, you like to do. So priorities, you know, uh, the experience of traveling. Yes, the plane tickets cost, but what's the priority? You know, going to Brazil for what reason? You know, going to the States for what reason? It's just, just, just that. So your mindset of saying everything's going to be fine, lists of all those burdens because waiting for help in the middle of Queensland or where you were uh, in Australia when that happened or, uh, or flying on a plane or uh, dancing under the rain in, in, uh, in Spain, you're all good. <laughs> yes, man. I love how you said that. It's, it's absolutely right, man. It's absolutely right. And just to paint a picture for you guys for where Richard lives in the park and where he sees the family of swans, it's basically a Disney movie, right? Yes, <laughs> it, is. it is. Man, I miss the park. It's a great place. So you, uh, you also write for Sonderers, is that right? Correct. Sonderers Travel Magazine. Nice. And we had on Jeremy Slaby, who brought us an awesome, awesome story about his time down in Panama. And mm-hmm. that was great. And I'd like to talk about the Sonderers uh, Travel Magazine just after your story. That is assuming you have a story for us today. Is that right? I do have a story. Awesome. Whereabouts in the world does it take place? This is Alaska. Alaska. Ooh, I don't think we've had one from there yet. Okay, good, good, good. I cannot wait. So, and if you could get uh, a uh, name for this story, what would you call it? So the story is um, uh, Finding Myself, Mm -hmm. which is a little of a cliche. No, it's good. I like it. It's the tricky part is yourself, because in my story, I'm going to show you how finding yourself is related to other people. Mm. In my case, strongly with my brother. Right. I'm so interested, man. I'm so interested. Right here. Let's dive on into it. You're listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Richard Bruski with Finding Myself. year I went to Alaska by myself for a backpacking trip in Resurrection Bay. It's not far from Anchorage but the beauty of one of the many beauties of Alaska is that it's an infinitesimal part of its territory. So I flew into Anchorage and my mindset was to be by myself as long as possible. Just me and nature. I take the train to Seward and then I leave on foot to on, on my trip, on my hiking trip, backpacking trip. It's my first time backpacking. I grew up spending time on the mountains and hiking and camping in the camper or in tent or with my now wife, but it was my first time backpacking. I good by myself, I train by myself. Um, I run by myself. A lot of things I do by myself, and I like it. But I'm always surrounded by people or in an urban environment. That was the one occasion I had 
to be by myself in a completely natural and pristine place, alone. Right away, I noticed that all the tensions go on my body, in my immediate surrounding. It's just my fit, my, my breathing, uh, looking up, it's raining. The simplicity of it is a beauty. The simplicity uh, can be stressed enough. I spent four nights backpacking, and the beauty of its simplicity made me learn a lot by myself. I noticed things about my breathing I didn't notice before, that I tend to keep breathing very deep and, and long, even if I'm uh, hiking uphill. Uh, right or wrong, that's what I do, but I never really noticed. I noticed that I can stare for a long time in the fire, which took two hours at least to, to light because it, uh, everything is damp and, and, and wet. So the beauty of the simplicity can be stressed enough. And you start realizing, once you think about it, I spend hours and hours on simple things. Beautiful pieces of driftwood in Tonsina Point. There was a long stretch of it. This silver, polished, uh, almost alien-looking pieces of driftwood. Uh, full trees sometimes, full uh, uprooted trees or huge trunks. It was sculpture, natural sculpture. It was outwardly, uh, or maybe that's the point. It is in this world, but we don't know it. There's so much beauty in this world outside our windows and our offices. And the simplicity made me look at myself too, unconsciously first. And I realized, okay, I, I, I can do this. My thoughts stretched out for longer than they do in the city because I have more time. My tasks backpacking are simple. Lighting a fire, pitching the tent, and preparing some food, which wasn't even really cooked sometimes because I was backpacking for five days. So I have everything with me and it had to be efficient. So sometimes I had dried food. In those moments, the simplicity makes me think of the priorities. Looking at the driftwood or looking at the midnight sun, which is beautiful because I was reading until 12.30 at night and realized only then at the time and say, okay, I thought it was 8 p.m. Um, <laughs> then I can't sleep because at 3 a.m. it's still bright, it's like daylight. But anyways, uh, the simplicity of nature, the simplicity of my person, the simplicity of my priorities. Simple doesn't mean uh, unimportant or unexciting. I was backpacking in Alaska by myself for the first time. So if that's not cool, I don't know what it is. I think it was pretty cool, especially because it was my first time. But then I realized after the third day, it would be nice sharing this. Or I'm feeling this way. Who can understand that? Uh, and it's almost a random thought, but I thought but being alone made me think. I'm literally by myself. Who knows if there's a person in a 5, 10, 20 miles radius. Uh, during the day I met some people, but they were kayakers or people who were going in and out with the water taxi. And maybe realized, okay, who could I share this? Who will understand this without the words? 
And my brother came up right away. My brother, he's my soulmate, my mentor, my teacher, my role model, my support. I, just the list goes on and on. He's smart. He does quantum physics, uh, but he writes poetry or he draws. So he's extremely uh, creative. And, uh, and, and I thought, David, David, my brother, he will understand this. He will get it right away. I wouldn't need to say a single word and he will get it. He knows how I feel. The next step, most important, is why I feel that way. And if everything is without words, then that's beautiful. And I realized all of this at the end of my backpacking trip in Alaska. So I found the reason why that makes me happy it made me understand something of myself. That's why I really think that backpacking solo trip made me uh, find myself. That was Richard Bruski with Finding Myself. Richard, that was amazing. Thank you so much for bringing that for us today. My pleasure. I'm happy to have shared such experience with which a lot of people can uh, relate to, but maybe it's something new for some others, and, and that's great. Yes, man, absolutely. And I can relate to it myself being, I think we're very similar in the way that we're, we're both, I would imagine you're an introvert as well. We're both introverted. We like being uh, alone and by yourself. And you said you love being by yourself. So why why do you think that is? What what do you What do you get from that rather than being with other people? Uh, it's very interesting that you say introvert. I'm actually extremely extrovert. Oh, really? Oh, no way. <laughs> yes. I'm so bad at reading people. I really, I really, everybody always told me, uh, my friends, you know, like, oh, you know, you chit-chat with everybody. Oh, you're, you know, extrovert. Oh, you, you have no promise. I used to, um, in, a, in a college or university um, where I studied, I used to joke with the dean. Now, joking doesn't mean I'm disrespectful. I was always respectful, always polite. But that doesn't mean that you can't joke with the dean of the school. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't, you know, crack a joke or, or you know, just talk as not as a peer, meaning as a person. Then I'm always respectful and and polite, but but I can talk to him in this case. Um, so I'm actually so this is just an example of saying I can talk to anybody at any time. Mm -hmm. I will just walk out to him like, hey, prof, how you doing? Uh, hey, Richard, help me with some. One time he was just walking the corridor, say, hey, Richard, help me with some boxes. I see you're, you know, I was in a shirt, you're always warm. And I was like, oh, sure, sure, how's it going? You know, um, so I'm a very extrovert. But I think because I know, um, uh, I know and appreciate the value of company, I know and uh, appreciate the value of being by myself. Mm. Uh, it, everything is, imp uh, everything, uh, both of them are important. You said you were there and you were wondering whether there was anyone in like a 20 mile radius and you, it must be a really, what's the word? Like an, a, I don't want to say alone feeling, but can you, can you describe that feeling? Like what, for anyone that hasn't felt that, which I imagine is a fair few people not knowing if there's anyone in the vicinity, you know, in 20 mile radius, what was that feeling mm -hmm. like? Um, it was, ex it was peaceful. If uh, I think if I need to choose a word, it was peaceful. Again, if you told me you're going to be away from people 
or 20 miles away for three months, I might have a problem with that mm. or not feel comfortable at least. But that moment, it was just peaceful because uh, even uh, mentioning what we talked about earlier, it was just fine, you know? Uh, maybe unconsciously I knew after a few days I would have gone back. Mm. Uh, I didn't think about that. That's why I say unconsciously. Um, but it was just peaceful. I love uh, nature in the broader sense. Uh, it's a little of a cliche, but again, I grew up hiking, you know, uh, the Dolomites, the, uh, you know, in Italy, um, uh, camping uh, um, uh, in the tent, in, in the camper, and later uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So I'm literally constantly around green, mm. um, both the color and trees and everything. Uh, I felt fine. I felt peaceful. I felt safe. I felt uh, relaxed. And I felt with not a worry in my life, you know, the simple, my biggest worry was keeping the fire going because all the wood was wet. Uh, uh, and that's beautiful. You don't have a worry. It's, it's uplifting. And he, again, it shows you that if the priorities, uh, I'm probably repeating myself. Um, when you go, when I, when, when somebody goes back into town, when I came back, you know, then it was the States. And now if I go somewhere, I will come back to Nottingham. Um, if I can be in peace and utterly happy in a moment like that, life is going to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know? I think that's a good way to look at it. Like you say, if you're in that position, like when you were, when you were there and your one priority, like you said, the only thing on your mind was keeping the fire going. And I think when we're in, when we're in this world that we've created, when you've got work and you've got all this other stuff, you've got tr mm -hmm. insurance and everything. And like, you know, it's a lot to juggle. You're like a, a guy, like trying to keep all these plates going. You've got to keep them. You don't want them to fall. But then when you bring yourself out of that, and this comes a lot with travel when all you've got to worry about is well I've got a flight to get in 10 days or I've got to mm -hmm. keep this fire going or I've just got to walk 10 miles or whatever <laughs> to get to yeah, this place and everything absolutely. will be fine when you've got one thing to worry about or just two things or whatever and like it really sim simplifies things and mm -hmm. like you said I love that you said the word peaceful with that because I think when you forget about those plates that are that are going to fall and you've just got one plate, you can just be at peace with your one plate. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, man. Um, if if this uh, if you think about it, um, I see it this way. Um, I'm a person first, and let's say a profession after. I'm a person first and an architect after. Mm. I always saw it this way. Um, in, in how is this how does this connect i'm a person first so i was totally again in peace there i'm not a i'm not an architect person i'm a person who happens to be or you know by choice an architect yes. but i'm person first my person is this what you see is what you get and me is me any single time in the office or or backpacking in alaska so if i'm not at the office it's still me but with less worries, less things to think about, less things, as you say, to juggle. That's the right word, actually, when you have, you know, all those things of the of the artificial world. Um, I see it, I always seen it that way, you know. You're a person first and anything else after. Yeah, man. And I think travel really helps us to, because in, uh, in this society, like I say, we 
the the thing that's often said is, "Hi, I'm John. Hi, John. What do you do?" And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, I do a lot of stuff, man. You know, great point. <laughs> so great point. Travel really brings us out of that because if those two guys in that weird scenario I've just set up, if those two guys were traveling, be like, "Hi, I'm John. Hi, John. What's going on?" You know, like it's it's a totally <laughs> different thing. It's no, Absolutely. you're no longer John the uh, Mason. You're you know, John, the guy that has a ponytail and is there right now, you know, Mm -hmm. it really changes it. So man, tell me about Saunders. Tell our listeners about Saunders. If they've listened to the uh, Jeremy Slaby episode, they would have heard a little bit about it, but what's your take on it, man? So Saunders, and he actually connects with what you just say that, you know, John, the person. Saunders, this idea that every person has a story, um, it's mind blasting. You know, uh, every person, no matter how modest their experiences or or their life, or let's say exciting, because we were we have to already define what's exciting, what's modest. Um, everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share. Everybody has thoughts, and that puts us in connection. I recently had to uh, realize. Um, I, I I had to put in words in my own head. That's a beautiful thing. We all have something in common, you know, all the, the philosophical all. Um, but we are different. We have common ground, but it's represented in different shapes and forms. That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Mm. Saunders uh, is, is, let's say, if, if, uh, is, a, is a part or, or uh, one way of seeing the, the, this realization, I think, um, or... Uh, Every person has a story. So Saunders, uh, which, by the way, I had the name Saunder in mind when we were picking, uh, Jeremy, uh, myself, and, and the rest of the team, when we were picking the name. We had the concept, and you say, what, what's, okay, how can we put it down? You know, it was a process. Uh, Saunders, and, you know, somebody, ex- I didn't know at the time what he meant, and, and they explained it. Oh, great, con- you know, it perfectly represented the concept. In German, as you know, Sonder means special. Yeah. I just found it interesting. I realized that after, and I even told my 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 fellow Sonders, oh, by the way, random connection, Sonders in Germany means uh, special. Mm. Um, I just like to think about it. It's not real, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> life-changing. I, I like when that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, But, but no, it's, I like to think about it as it happened for a reason. Yeah, the that's name. totally cool. And I love the word Sonder as well. Like the way it was described to me or the way I read it, I can't remember which. It was years ago now. But it was that if you look at a group of 100 or 1,000 people or, or something like that, then you see a group of 100 or 1,000 people. But if you look closer, you'll see that each one of those people, or in fact, just a guy walking past you on the street, you may see just a guy in a suit with a tie and a hat. He's actually got this whole life, just like you have, just like I have, just like everyone has, that has these ups and downs. He's seen, probably seen heartbreak. He's seen true love. He's had massive ups. He's He's got a mother that loves him. He's got all these different things going on. His life could be a movie. And he, it's, he is so intrinsically interesting. And he's going through life just like everyone else is. And I think... It's all too often that we forget that. We forget that we're, we're separated by, well, that's that guy. He's just a guy. I've seen a guy before. That's just a dude. <laughs> but he's not just a dude, man. He, he's a fellow dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And everyone's got this going on. So I love that you 
that you picked that name. That is a really, really cool name, man. And <laughs> I've seen some of the writing from you guys over there. And I mean, I've seen travel bloggers before. I've seen travel writers before. The stuff going on there is some really, really good stuff, man. Good. Thanks. I appreciate that. We really focus on quality, no listicles, no offense to listicles. We just don't consider that quality travel writing mm. or travel blogging, depend uh, which one uh, you know you're doing. Uh, and and we just can't stress enough. And I think the result from us and the contributors is just great and getting better. We just love it. Mm. Yes, man. And where can people find Saunders online? Saunders, they can go, go um, on any social media, just type Saunders, um, or on the website, uh, saunders.com. Awesome. And uh, we, uh, on the website, saunders.com, we have all our writing, of course, and but I think it's important to stress that on saunders.com, we value a lot the visual part. Mm. Um, I myself are actually a photographer before being a travel writer. Uh, so I'm a travel journalist, if you want, or travel writer in the broader sense, but I'm, I'm a photographer first. So I'm actually the art director and photo editor, or one of the photo editors of, the, of Saunders. And we just uh, stress a lot that part too. Um, in Italian, we will say, anche l'occhio vuole la sua parte which roughly translated means even the eye needs its part. Mm, so nice. the writing is great and it's supported by good visual. So why not? Perfect, man. Absolutely perfect. Wicked. Well, man, this has been great talking to you, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. In travel and in life, difference is beautiful and important but we stress on the common ground and the result is, is life. Thanks for listening to the Travel Stories podcast. Get in touch with Hayden on Twitter at Travel Stories UK or online at travelstoriespodcast.com where you can find all of the show notes and resources. Subscribe to the show to join us next time for another immersive, inspiring and international travel story on the Travel Stories Podcast.